Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Okay, so... We have a woman who disappeared on September 10th, 2001. We have 9-11. We have a frantic search. Then what? What do we know? In many ways, it's easier to highlight what we don't know. Was Sneha alone when she was last seen alive in Century 21, the department store? Or was she with another woman? Why wasn't Sneha caught on camera anywhere other than the women's coat area especially the shoe area, where she made her final purchase. Where did Sneha go after Century 21? Did she really tell Sonia Mora, the shoe saleswoman, that she was going to Victoria's Secret and Jones, New York? Did Sneha speak with either or both of her brothers the day she disappeared? If so, what did she say? Did Ron Lieberman, Sneha's husband, sleep dial his cell phone from his landline at 4.05 a.m. on 9-11. Does that explain the otherwise unexplainable call made from inside the apartment? 
is the woman who exited Sneha's building at 8.43 a.m. on 9-11 actually Sneha? Did Sneha attend a party on September 10th at a hotel next to the Twin Towers? Did she go shopping on 9-11 in the mall underneath the Did towers? Did she visit Windows on the World on top of the North Tower? Was she just walking home when the attacks began? Or none of the above? We don't know. Most of all, where did Sneha stay the night of the 10th? And as if this wasn't enough, let me throw a few new questions at you. First, how did Sneha's family know that she dropped off dry cleaning on 9-10 after she left her apartment, but before she got to Century 21? Maybe credit card records? But wouldn't she have paid when she picked up her clothes, not when she dropped them off? So did her family interview someone at the dry cleaners? And if so, what did that person say about Sneha's state of mind? Was she with someone then? Was she caught on security footage there? We don't know. Finally, in the Century 21 footage, Sneha does not appear to be wet, nor is she carrying an umbrella, even though it was storming outside. So did she walk to Century 21? Maybe during a pause in the rain? Did someone drop her off? Or did she take a cab? We don't know. What happened to Sneha? And if the explanation really is so simple, why are there so many discrepancies and unanswered questions? I don't know. We don't know. No one knows. Not the NYPD, not private investigators, not us. Not yet. For My Heart Media, this is Missing on 9-11, the story of one woman who vanished on the eve of history and my quest to find her. I'm your host, John Walzak. On October 30th, 2001, NYPD detective Richard Stark ends his investigation into Sneha's disappearance. There's nothing left to do, he says. Sneha's family vehemently disagrees. Their private investigator, Ken Gallant, continues to hunt for clues. He finds few, if any. By coincidence, the same day Detective Stark ends his investigation, Sneha was supposed to be in court facing charges of harassment, assault, and falsely reporting an incident. But because no one knows where she is, her case is adjourned again. 2001 ends. Then, on January 16, 2002, a judge issues a bench warrant for Sneha's arrest. She's not showing up to court, she's AWOL, and since there's no official declaration of death, he has no choice, he says. One month later, the Associated Press runs a short article about Sneha. Quote, police theorize she orchestrated her own disappearance to escape personal problems. But her family says this doesn't make sense. Sneha was accomplished, graceful, and stable, they say. Ron says, quote, we had a great marriage. We were talking about having babies. The NYPD, however, says that Sneha's disappearance is unrelated to the World Trade Center. By August 2002, the initial list of thousands of people missing on 9-11 
has been whittled down to just 90. Some victims were reported missing multiple times by different people, a genuine mistake. Then there were cases of fraud. But also, amazingly, at least seven people initially thought to have died on 9-11 are found alive. According to the New York Post, one is a homeless man named Albert Vaughn, last seen in a subway station beneath the World Trade Center. In June 2002, nine months after the attacks, his family finds him in a psychiatric hospital. Another, George Sims, was thought to have been working as an informal street vendor near the Trade Center on 9-11. Like Vaughn, Sims is found in a psychiatric hospital, diagnosed with amnesia and schizophrenia. On September 11, 2002, the one-year anniversary of the attacks, Sneha's family holds a small memorial service in Poughkeepsie, New York. Publicly, they've given up any hope that Sneha will be found alive. Privately, though, some of them still do not believe that she's dead. Nonetheless, they bury an urn with unidentified ashes collected from ground zero. One month later, Sneha's husband, Ron, files a claim with the 9-11 Victims' Compensation Fund, worth three to four million dollars. But because Sneha is not an official 9-11 victim, because there's no death certificate, it's denied. By this point, Sneha's family is starting to get ticked off. Publicly, they've settled on the hero narrative that Sneha ran into the burning towers to help people and died as a result. They say they're not motivated by money. Instead, they're motivated by legacy. They want recognition for Sneha's bravery or, and there's no way to say this nicely, her theoretical bravery. Still, the city of New York declines to issue a death certificate stating that Sneha died on 9-11 at the World Trade Center. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. 
Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On September 25th, 2003, Ron files a petition seeking a judicial declaration of death. Two months later, a lawyer named Ellen Winner is appointed as Sneha's guardian ad litem. Basically, it's Ellen's role to fight for Sneha on her behalf to serve as her advocate in absentia. In turn, Sneha's family hires a lawyer named Mark Bogatin. I was retained by Ron Lieberman and he was the surviving spouse, to bring this proceeding in surrogate's court. And that's what I did. I filed a petition in surrogate's court to, for the judicial declaration of death. We interviewed Bogatin at his Manhattan office, about 1,200 feet northeast of the World Trade Center, on January 5th, 2021, the day before the Capitol riot in D.C. We sat in a conference room, faces covered because, well, COVID. It was gray and drizzly. Looking out the window, we could see Bogatin's old office, the one he had on 9-11, only two blocks away, near City Hall. That's where he was headed on 9-11 when the attacks began. I just got out of the subway chambers in West Broadway and started to walk, and I hear above me a plane, or a sea plane. I look, da 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 the plane, and it's going, da 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 goes right into the trade center. Boom, explodes. And I said, my God, it's, you know, it's awful. And I said, all those people now, awful. There also people gathering and stuff. And so I was, I was a block away now. I just moved the block away. I was still looking. And then I saw this explosion in the tower. I saw this big explosion of the flames coming out. And I thought it was maybe a bomb or maybe it was some, like, grenade attack, mortar attack. I didn't actually see the second plane. But, you know, once I saw that, I saw everybody, once any, everybody saw that, everybody knew then it was terrorism, obviously. Bogatin made his way into his office, which had a partial view of the Trade Center. All of a sudden, uh, oh, everybody was running. I mean, people were just standing watching, and it was running, running, running. Said, oh, something happened. I don't know what happened. And then I you know, heard, we heard on the TV that the first one fell down. And so then I looked out my window. The second one I, it was still there, and I left. And then the whole area was closed for like a week or so. But I remember that. <laughs> remember I calling the court, and they said, oh, yeah, we know. We know what happened. <laughs> we heard. We heard. <laughs> no, there's no court today. <laughs> A few years later, Bogatin got a call from his friend Mark Freiberg, a fellow attorney. Mark Freiberg had represented Snea and Philip 
before she disappeared. So basically, Mark Farber came to me and told me about the case, said that's Nina Ann Phillip. I had lived across the street from the Trade Center, and he first told me, you know, she went missing on September 11th. They said, actually, she went missing on September 10th, or was last seen on the 10th, which made the case obviously a little bit different. And um, Mark Freiburg had been representing Thea Ann Phillips. She had a very small criminal case uh, pending in the New York City Criminal Court, and he'd represented her in that, and that was pending on 9-11. And then, you know, she didn't, she disappeared on 9-11. And so what happened was, Initially, when whatever agency was putting together the list of the, the dead people who died at the Trade Center, Snia and Phillips' name was originally included on the list prepared by the government of those who died, not missing, but died at the Trade Center. At the very beginning, Sneha was listed as the 9-11 victim. After 9-11, some public agency brought a proceeding on behalf of everybody on the list, the 2,700 people who were on the list and, and there were no body recovered, there was a proceeding brought in surrogate court to have them judicially declared dead and death certificates ordered issued by the surrogate for those 2,700 people. And again, with the mass proceedings, Neo was included in that. As a result of that proceeding, the facts showed that everybody would be entitled to a death certificate that they died at the Trade Center, except for two people. And one of the two was Snea and Philip. And there were two cases of the surrogates uh, Representative said, it's not, it's not fraud, but we just need more evidence and we need more information before we feel comfortable uh, issuing a death certificate. And again, Stia was one of these two cases. And was the other one LaFuente? Juan LaFuente. Another strange case. Strange enough that it's worth going into a bit of detail. Juan LaFuente was last seen alive around 6 a.m. on 9-11 on his way to a train station in Poughkeepsie, New York, where he lived with his wife, Colette. At the time, Colette was the mayor of Poughkeepsie. Juan worked for Citibank at 111 Wall Street in Manhattan. On 9-11, he made it to Grand Central Station, where he swiped his Metro card at 8.06 a.m. Then, presumably, he caught a subway to Wall Street and Broadway, 1,100 feet southeast of the World Trade Center. Per court records, that trip typically took about 16 minutes. Juan likely exited onto the street around 8.30 a.m., only 16 minutes before American Airlines Flight 11 hit the North Tower. However, like Sneha, Juan did not work at the Trade Center. He had no real reason to be there. In fact, typically, after exiting onto the street, he would have walked the other way to his Wall Street office. So. In order to say that he died on 9-11 at the Trade Center during the attacks, his family, like Sneha's family, had to answer why he was there in the first place. At first, they too chose the hero narrative. They said that Juan probably saw the attacks and ran into the towers to help people. As evidence, they cited the fact that he was a volunteer fire marshal. Later, though, a witness came forward and claimed that two or three days before 9-11, he overheard Juan say that he planned to attend a meeting at the Trade Center. Okay, but which meeting? Best guess, the Risk Waters Financial Technology Congress at Windows on the World on top of the North Tower on the morning of 9-11. However, as with Sneha, there's no proof that Juan was at the Trade Center. No evidence, just speculation. As to the critical question of why he would have attended the conference, why he died, 
his family ditched the hero narrative and instead cited frugality. They posited that he wanted free food. Juan was so frugal, according to the New York Times, that, quote, he scavenged his morning paper from a dumpster. His frugality is why he died, according to his family. His wife, Colette, said, quote, it was a free breakfast. Now, with La Fuente, the cops did consider non-9-11 explanations. For one, suicide. Juan was undergoing psychiatric treatment for depression. Coincidentally, on 9-11, he had an 8 p.m. appointment with a psychiatrist, which obviously he missed. They also considered whether or not he ran off. Juan and Colette had an interesting marriage. According to the Times, once a month, Juan stayed away from home overnight in Manhattan in a, quote, shabby genteel tourist hotel. As to what Juan did at the hotel, a manager said, quote, we don't ask those questions. In addition, Juan's daughter, who said she had a good relationship with him, could not remember whether or not he called her on her birthday, September 10th. So, exercising caution, Poughkeepsie detective Walter Horton considered everything. He told the Times, quote, I don't want to find out six months from now that he's living in the Bahamas. But in the end, a judge ruled that 9-11 was the answer, writing, quote, The absentee was described in polite terms by his wife and Detective Horton as a frugal person. He would often take advantage of trade shows offering free refreshments, such as the one sponsored by Risk Waters the morning of September 11th. It is tragically ironic that the absentee's zest for thriftiness was the underlying factor which may have contributed, in large part, to his unexpected demise. Under the totality of the circumstances, there is no reasonable explanation for his disappearance other than death by an act of terrorism. Therefore, the court determines that Juan M. La Fuente died September 11th, 2001. And with that, the La Fuente family, unlike Sneha's family, got a death certificate quickly. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. 
With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Mark Bogatin, the attorney hired by Sneha's husband, Ron, later referenced the LaFuente case multiple times in court, arguing that in Sneha's case, like the LaFuente case, 9-11 was the obvious answer. Just common sense. I mean, even without court being involved, if somebody came to me and I was you know, talking to somebody in a bar and they gave me these facts, it's just obvious to me. What else, what else could have happened? She died at the Trade Center. Why would you even consider anything else? It's like I said, you can't say 100% there's no alien abduction here, but I'm pretty confident, you know, as a rational human being, it's highly unlikely there was an alien abduction, and it's more than highly unlikely there was some foul play. So other than obviously the foul play involved in what al-Qaeda did. This is not what Sneha's family originally thought. In the beginning, they wanted the NYPD to investigate everything. Suicide, murder, everything. But by the time Mark Bogatin enters the picture, late 2003, early 2004, both Sneha's family and the NYPD, despite previous clashes, agreed that Sneha did die on 9-11 at the Trade Center. Now, though, someone else is on the case. Ellen Winner, the guardian ad litem, the attorney appointed to represent Sneha in absentia. And basically, she says... Not so fast. She was appointed by the court to be represent Snea's interest. And what she did is she investigated the facts like I investigated the facts. And basically, her report said, well, there's evidence that Snea led a dangerous lifestyle, that she went to bars and lesbian bars or bisexual bars. or I forget how they characterize it. I think they're called bars frequented by women, I think is what one of the reports referred to them as. And that she may have been unfaithful. And she may have, you know, whatever. So she pointed to this dangerous, in her mind, dangerous lifestyle as an alternative explanation for Snea's disappearance. So basically the theory that, oh, very possible she ran, went into the bar, 
had the unfortunate circumstance of striking up an acquaintance with a person who turned out to be a crazed killer. And that's how she met her demise. Demise, to use a stupid term. Um, demise. And uh, that's the explanation. So since she, may have, since she had this dangerous lifestyle and went to bars, it may have been lesbian. Not, well, she, well, she didn't say she died because she was lesbian, but she did say because she frequented bars uh, and may have been unfaithful and struck up acquaintances with strangers at these bars, that somehow, you know, she had a dangerous lifestyle, so we can't say with any confidence, can't rule out foul play. That was her take on it. And that actually was the conclusion reached by the surrogate, who was the judge. And the final decision from the surrogate was because that there was this dangerous lifestyle and she went to these bars and stuff and all these, you know, these things in her background, can't say that you can't rule out foul play, and she, that she, yeah, in my mind, that's just it's crazy because, for the reasons I've already said, it's just crazy. NYPD thought it was crazy. Uh, private detective thought it was crazy. And if you're going to go and say she, she was killed by a crazed killer, you know, there has to be some evidence of that, something. So the surrogate court rules, yes, she's dead, she's, she's, she's gone. I think they, they set her date of death as three years after her disappearance meaning she didn't die at the Trade Center. And that was very upsetting, extremely, well, when originally, when her, initially when her name was removed from the list of people who died at the Trade Center, that was very, very upsetting to the family. And by the family, I mean uh, her mother and father. I mean, I mean, Rama's not happy either. I uh, met the parents later in the representation, and the first time I met them, I saw the mother, and, and she said to me, Stia was an American hero and meaning that she's one of the people who died at the Trade Center. And it was the first time that it really, I really appreciated, obviously from the beginning I understood what the death of one's child would mean, does mean, obviously I appreciated that. But I didn't appreciate how the fact that she had died at the Trade Center was included in this group of Americans who had basically been killed because they were Americans. That fact, that circumstance, uh, gave her some solace and sort of eased the pain. And so her death was not without significance, it was part of a larger national tragedy. But as uh, she said, she was an American heroine. Also, I, I guess she also believed that she would have been you know, going to help as a physician. So Snia's death, the fact that her death was part of this larger national tragedy and this larger historical significance, even apart from her being a, as a physician going to help people, uh, it gave them some comfort and some solace, and that was all taken away from them when they ruled, oh, she's not, uh, she's, not in, she's not on the list. And then, obviously, they were very disappointed when the trial judge ruled, oh, you know, she died, but not at the Trade Center. And at that point, we took an appeal. We went to the appellate court. What did you think when you got the decision? I wasn't surprised, I guess. I thought it was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. You know, as an attorney, you know, you win cases, you lose cases. And, and actually, the, the first boss I had, the only boss I had, he said 90% of the cases that you get as an attorney or trial attorney, lawyering doesn't make a difference. You could have Perry Mason. Well, I shouldn't say Perry Mason. <laughs> you could have, you know, you could have Johnny Cochran, definitely Bailey, or you could have the guy who got out of law school, you know, yesterday. 90% of the cases doesn't matter. The, the cases are based on the facts. The facts speak for themselves. The case decides itself. You know, and then there's a 10, 5 to 10% of cases where lawyering does make a difference, where it could go either way. And this was one of those cases, a complicated case, a legacy case. We had uh, one or two conferences uh, with the court's clerk before we actually had the hearing. They were very, very 
doubtful of our case. I just, I was just surprised. I thought to me, as a not even being an attorney, just as a common, you know, as a person walking around with, uh, I guess, uh, as a sentient, if that's the right pronunciation, a sentient human being. What else? What other conclusion could you reach? I guess the only, the big question which everybody had and that I would ask you is, obviously she stayed somewhere the night of the 10th, so it would have been either with somebody she knew or with a stranger. She right. stayed somewhere. I mean, theoretically, exactly. theoretically, she could have walked the street all night. It's possible. It's one of those. Three. Yeah, she could have been with a stranger, could have been somebody she knew, or she could have been walking, literally walking up. I mean, I remember when I was in college once, I actually, I actually did that. I actually like, left the dorm at 8 at night. I didn't come back till like, 5 in the morning. She could have been doing that, walking around. But more probably she would have been with somebody. If, if she was with somebody she knew, though, why would they not come forward? Well, obviously, she wasn't with somebody she knew. Well, she wasn't with somebody that their family knew about. Okay. Yeah, they know that she was, you know, her last, uh, last trace of her was a purchase she made at Century 21 because it was a credit card or whatever, store receipt. I think it was like 8 o'clock in the night, evening, something like that. That's the last actual trace. So they know she was at Century 21 sometime that evening of the 10th. Uh, yeah, where she was in between there and the morning of the 11th, that, you're right, that's not... Uh, it's not precisely known or determined. Uh, okay, just again, using logic, could she have been with somebody she knew? Uh, that's possible. But like you just said, well, if it was somebody she knew, why didn't that person come forward? Okay. Could she have been with somebody she didn't know? That's possible. Could she have been with nobody? Like I, like I referred to my experience one night in college walking. That's possible. I don't know. You know, no, who knows? It's interesting. It's possible she may have been walking around the street. With the heavy shopping bags, though? I don't know. <laughs> she had, she, had, a, bunch of, she had a bunch of bags and a heavy shopping bag. She had shopping bags. I forget how hot, I mean, I forget the size or weight of the purchase. Okay, you're right. Maybe she wasn't walking the streets, but she probably, depending on the, the you're right. Uh. So many questions, so many unanswered questions, so much we don't know. But that's okay, because sometimes the best clues are in the questions, in what people hide, what they lie about, in what we don't know. Next time on Missing on 9-11. I just remember her confiding in me about not being happy in her current position, uh, feeling pressured, whether there was pressure or not from her family, but feeling pressured to become a doctor and then realizing she didn't really want to become one. Homework this week. One, Ellen Winner, The Guardian Ad Litem, declined interview requests. Ellen, if you're listening, I'd still love to speak with you. Two, do you have any new information on the LaFuente case? You can reach us by phone at 1-833-NEW-TIPS. That's 1-833-639-8477. Again, 1-833-639-8477. 8477. Or you can reach us via email at tips at iheartmedia.com. That's tips, T-I-P-S, at iheartmedia.com. Ben Bolin is our executive producer. Paul Deccan is our supervising producer. Chris Brown is our assistant producer. Seth Nicholas Johnson is our producer. Sam Teagarden is our research assistant. And I'm your host and executive producer, John Walzak. Cover art by Pam Peacock. La Fuente Judge, voiced by Mike Smith of New Orleans. Special thanks to Tamika Campbell at iHeart and to Christoph Zapri in New Orleans. 
Also, thank you to Mark Bogatin and Aesop Rock. Original theme music by Aesop Rock. Check out Aesop's website at aesoprock.com. You can find me on Twitter at, at John Walzak, J-O-N-W-A-L-C-Z-A-K. If you like this show, check out our first season, Missing in Alaska, about the 1972 disappearance of two congressmen. Missing on 9-11 is a co-production of iHeartMedia and Greenfort Media. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.